Welcome to another episode of Live Lunch. We are so sorry that we have been away from you for the last two weeks. That is at least partly to do with the fact that I've been off. I've had COVID. But here I am today. Johan is not here, very sadly. Uh, but we are, will persevere without him. And we have been uh, adequately supplied with some wonderful food from Kokoro. Kokoro. I don't know how to pronounce it. Someone write in and tell me how to pronounce that. But it is lovely. And it's Christine's favorite. Yes. Katsu curry. And so yeah. Christine was coming back and we got it in for us. So welcome to my lovely guests, Christine and Stephen. Thanks you so much for being here Thanks as well. Thanks for having us. You know what we thought we'd do? We thought we'd go and dive in. Because we've been away, we dive in over for two weeks worth of material and look at the whole of James chapter three. Because Stephen, you spoke on it last week. I spoke on it the Sunday just gone. And there is so much in this wonderful passage for us to dig in. And it's kind of all about speech. It's all about wisdom. It's all about the heart and where that's where speech and wisdom and, you know, it gets it played out and that sort of thing. So that is the topic for today. So we're going to dive in in a minute. But we're also having a discussion about that, you know, Stephen was talking last week a lot about how what you say and that can get you in trouble and the way you communicate. It's not just about what you say. You said it's about what you my type. That's it. It's not just controlling your tongue, but also yeah. controlling your thumb. Oh, there. There you go. Memorable. And uh, I learned that you could, last night, this is, I don't know if you know this, but you can personalize gifts. Christine, you, are you a big gift sender? I don't think you are. You're not sending that money to me. <laughs> no, I just was using words with you. Yes, you do use words very well, often, uh, with me. Uh, but you can personalise gifts on WhatsApp. Stephen and I send a lot of gifts to each other. We do. And, uh, often Seinfeld-based. Yeah, and I was really amazed to find that you can like write on the gift and then send it on WhatsApp. Anyway, that's get that for free. Throwing it in. That's a bit of wisdom right there. But let's talk about the Bible because that's much more edifying for us. Stephen, give us a little rundown of what you talked about last week from the first part of James chapter 3. Great, yeah. So James chapter 3 really dives into one of the three main themes that James wants to talk about in his letter. So he talks about facing trials up front, but he talks about his three areas, looking at worldliness, uh, looking at caring for the poor, and looking at how we use our tongue. Those are one of the three main things he does. And right in chapter 3, he's really going deep into that subject around our words, our speech, our talk, uh, our tongue. And uh, I said in my sermon that in, on, on face value, it could look like James is using lots of... Um, uh, exaggeration and hyperbole to talk about a tongue but in reality he's not he's just fake, helping us face the reality that the tongue is powerful the words are powerful and really from the, the case he's making is it's very destructive mm. and, uh, and and it's very difficult for any one person to harness uh, use that word kind of bridle and uh, this little thing in our heads uh, causes all kinds of pain in our own lives the people we love even on the world stage uh, things that people say and yeah. do putting ideas out there into the world and uh, can cause massive pain and destruction and uh, what hope have we uh, to actually solve that basically none is the answer uh, without Christ mm-hmm. uh, without Christ uh, re- redeeming our words and, and helping us we look at the key key thing about the fact that it's a restless evil and uh, how do we uh, uh, calm restless evils well we find rest and uh, that doesn't mean taking a holiday that means finding rest in Jesus and uh, when, when, we, when Jesus is in the boat he calms the storm yep. in reality and then from that place actually we can then know that we can use our words not just constructively to bring life bring the gospel uh, into people's lives and our own lives as well we're talking a bit beforehand even talk, even self-talk as well as yeah. to others as well um, yeah 
Great. And then I was picking up from there, really, in terms of the second half of the chapter where it talks about wisdom and these two things are very connected aren't they <laughs> speaking but also wisdom and they run right the way through uh, James and I think in one sense what connects the, is you know the contrast between wisdom from above and earthly wisdom and what I was the point one of the main points I was making on Sunday was that James wants to get to the heart you know we can pursue even good wisdom but in a wrong attitude in a wrong way that actually is destructive and um, unspiritual um, and it's to do with, with the heart and I think that connects in with the the words that our words come from our heart our words reveal our heart sometimes in ways that we don't want it to um, but actually it's demonstrating of what's going on whether there's pain or whether there's frustration or whether there's unrighteousness that will come out in our words but on that Christian I wanted to ask you first of all like help us to understand this this idea of the heart because James talks about it Jesus talks about it it's a biblical idea and um, but when we read that word heart in our English translations it might not be quite exactly what it's being referred to like and what we understand mm. what would be the biblical what understanding of the heart when we come across it in our bibles yeah well it's very different to um what modern people think of as the heart we often think of it as or talk about it as being the seat of our emotions yeah. so when we fall in love we have lots yeah. of heart symbols valentine's day all that sort of thing but in the ancient world the heart was would probably combine what we consider to be the brain and the heart together so it's kind of all your rational thought your will your emotions it also has a physicality of its own we all have a beating heart but really it's kind of like the core of a person it's all of who they are yeah yeah yeah. so it's not just feelings it's much more it's much yeah and actually i think the thing that we miss is is that it's it's to do with the will as well we tend to think of the will as being seated somewhere else don't we it's yeah. kind of an intellectual thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas in the ancient world the heart would be the seat of the will as well okay so the will is like what we what we want and what we're going for i guess on on that in that uh the passage i was talking about on sunday that will that ambition um, and it talks a lot there about selfish ambition and like that's wrong so what, we, what would we think in terms of can ambition be redeemed? You know, is it good to have ambition or is ambition always going to be selfish, always going to be problematic for the Christian? What do you think? Um, <clears throat> I think absolutely you can be ambitious for Jesus. Okay. I think if anything, um, Jesus talks about that. I think when he talks about the, the parable of talents, um, if anything, the person who wasn't ambitious is the one who gets rebuked by Jesus. Um, actually there's something about God has given us desires and gifts and talents words and wisdom and we should be ambitious to use that for Jesus we should be those who are courageous and often we're not courageous either because we can be lazy uh, because we're foolish or because um, we're we're scared Mm -hmm. and I think actually no those who are courageous can you know be courageous with wisdom and and that kind of stuff I think it's difficult I think I mean I, I felt very convicted during your message thinking Oh, some of the things I thought were maybe godly, maybe there are tinged, maybe they have got mm. mixed motives. And I think we, we live in that place mm. where, you know, are oh, my motives pure in this? You know, I want to be ambitious about this, but is it really about me? Is it about God? Even, even if somebody works in ministry, you know, my, my job is to serve Jesus in the church. Yeah. But, you know, there's definitely bits of me that come in there as well. And so navigating that's difficult. Maybe yeah. you can pick up. Yeah, on, I mean, I, I think preparing the message as well. And I think reading right the way through James and taking our time in it as we are, 
that thing of selfishness and just James absolutely it feels like to me taking an act to sell it's just selfishness being so anti-gospel and I think I definitely recognize things in myself you know things that I want from life things that um, I th- feel I should have, you know, like a certain amount of money or a, certain, a house or that sort of thing. That it's not that those are wrong things to have, um, but I know myself the, the ambition. The ambition to have that can be m- mostly a selfish one, right. um, and that doesn't mean God doesn't want to provide good things for us. Um, but that you know, it can come from that place of. Actually, it's just it's just selfish. <laughs> it's just mm. selfish. I just want this so I'm, my life's more comfortable. Mm. I want um, to become. Chapter four talks about this. Yeah, and that's what we're going to come to. It talks about quarrels and fights because your desires are at war within you. I think that's where it's going to come. Lots of this will come out there. Mm. I think. Yeah. It also says um, in that bit uh, where it's talking about bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts. Don't boast and be false to the truth. Yeah, and I think when we're questioning our, ourselves about whether our ambitions are selfish or not these would be the kind of indicators yeah. and yeah, let yeah, me yeah. say about boasting that we we may think oh, i don't boast but actually we can even boast to ourselves can't we look at, look at how well i've done or <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing i'm really good at not boasting <laughs> yeah that kind of thing and it talks about and being forced to the truth so i think that that's a measure something that we can think about well where how does this ambition sit with the word of god yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i guess one of the we want to have ambition but connect it with wisdom and connect it with submissiveness to christ and so it's not a selfish ambition but it's actually a, a good ambition so we're saying you know you can be ambitious um and probably you know, i don't know what you think about this often christians aren't ambitious enough like we probably have a false humility i oh, i'm not one one to speak or i want because because actually it's lack of faith you know jesus said when i come who's gonna have faith it's gonna be faith on people actually step out in faith actually um and can try stuff and risk failing and and putting god to the test in terms of like god you've got to be with me putting yourself pushing yourself out of your comfort zone in order to um you know see god come come through and see, see test his promises that he mm. is with us and that sort of thing and mm. um, we can be so we we, we want to grab hold of wisdom can I ask though, what 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 is what is wisdom again? Like, uh, what is the heart? But we can think it's one thing. I talked about Sunday how, you know, in one sense, a very true sense, Christ is the wisdom of God, and, and yeah. the, the the Bible in many places talks about uh, makes that direct connection. But maybe let's explore a little bit more what is wisdom more more generally as well. You know, how does a Christian walk in wisdom? What are we talking about when we're saying wisdom? Should I start? Um, well, well, it's not just about knowledge. Yeah. I think we t- tend to equate the two. It does involve knowledge, but it involves having the judgment to use that knowledge well. And that kind of judgment and knowledge together will produce behavior in us. And it will depend on where we're getting our wisdom from, what yeah. that behavior is like. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, if as Christians we want to have our wisdom based on the wisdom of the bible and who jesus is yeah, himself yeah. and then that should impact our behavior and how do we do that then how do we because i talked as well <clears throat> in a general sense about we get wisdom from the bible yeah um but you know it's possible to read the bible and not be any wiser 
you know, it's possible to just to understand what it says. Um, so how how do we uh, how do we get that shaping from the Bible and get wisdom? Yeah, I think <clears throat> both Psalms and Proverbs talk beginning of Psalms and and obviously the Proverbs talk a lot about uh, wisdom, and I think to, you know and, and and really encourages to get a hold of it. You know, mm-hmm. get a hold of it. You know. For your, for your your life's sake you know that's mm. what's going to keep you safe and cause you to be fruitful and that kind of stuff um, and a lot of that is around the Bible I think we laboured that point on Sunday I think you m- we must keep labouring that you know yes you can't have biblical wisdom unless at least, at least read it <laughs> you're right you can read it and it not go in you know and James talks about that you know it going in one ear and out the other um, looking at it and then forgetting it but um, but at the very point very lowest level you've got to read it but mm-hmm. then you read someone you're meditating on it you know as you meditate upon it yeah. day and night you're like what you're like a tree planted by by a stream you know that we leaves don't wither mm-hmm. and you bear fruit in season you know but it's that sense of really getting into it and meditating it you know and letting it kind of i guess wash over you it impacts your words impacts your actions um yeah so i think okay what is this actually you know, but I, I always pray every time i read the bible i'm always like god what do you want to say to me mm. what's this going to tell me about you if we're talking about getting jesus his wisdom mm-hmm. but also what does this mean for my life mm. and uh, just again seeing here is the faith they prayed they asked for wisdom mm-hmm. and i saw them ask for wisdom like god give me wisdom give me wisdom and i uh, know that's the holy spirit coming together using the scriptures helping take situations in your, in your life and just bringing god's will to bear on it i guess what it is, isn't it? it's god's will mm. in a situation mm. uh, yeah which often doesn't look like wisdom to the world you know, mm-hmm. the, there's that verse that says, you know, the cross is foolishness. So those who are perishing, you know, there's lots about Christianity. It's absolutely foolishness to the world. You know, they wouldn't say it's wisdom. They say it's anti-wisdom. Yeah. Uh, but but God's wisdom is something different. It's something other. And that brings his kingdom yeah. to bear. Yeah. And in that, when that is the case, it does really require faith, doesn't it? Yeah. To actually believe that this is wisdom. When the Bible calls us to live in a way that is counter to other, the way that everyone else is living it takes faith to actually mm. trust it like to so that's i think that's part of getting wisdom is is trusting that the bible's um word is good and is life and is true because uh, it's not obvious <laughs> and it's it, it, in the sense that it's not obvious even in the sense that we might suffer for that you know to have an opinion that's out of step with the rest of the culture to make decisions about not doing that or not going there or saying no to that person or not taking that job opportunity or mm. earning less money mm. or mm. raising your children in a certain way or, or telling telling the truth or telling yeah. the sometimes truth. The, on the person like actually a white lie here feels like this will be easier yeah gospel saying no you tell the truth no matter what you know yeah. and that kind of sense of it's like you know it's, it might make it difficult there but not realizing actually about what your heart's doing and being right with God, that's much wiser mm. than your situation being better right now. Or giving, I've always seen giving money to the church. Yeah. yeah for the, anyone looking, think, why would you give? I mean, people give thousands upon thousands of <clears throat> pounds every single year into the church. Think, why would you do that? Do you know what I mean? You could spend thank that elsewhere, investing that. elsewhere. But because, yeah, as much as we say thank you to you, we know for you that is wisdom for your life. Yeah. That mm. is a better stewardship of your funds than keeping, keeping hold mm. of it or spending it elsewhere because, mm. you know, that's treasury in, in, in the life to come. But also that's, faith in terms of God taking care of you right now that's looking after your heart Um, and the reason we can have that faith is because God is good and we won't know that um, unless we are reading his word and reading his dealings with different people and Mm. you see Mm. even when they blow it or or they go through really difficult things you think oh you know what's God doing in this but you see the overarching story of what God's doing and you see his gracious dealings and the fact that he's steadfast in his love and mercy towards Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. 
is we need to know who he is yeah. in order to put our faith in him, don't we? And that comes through primarily through reading the word and mm. studying it. Yeah, and I think, I know I can, especially when you become more familiar with the Bible, almost interpret it in um, in a way that's loses some of its radicalness. I think that, you know, when you read James, the, the radicalness of what it means to follow Christ is is there. <laughs> like, if you're honest with it, um, you know, it is, it is there and it's challenging. Um, but keeping, I think part of reading the Bible and getting the wisdom from it is, is is recognizing that it is going to challenge and it is going to and if if we're reading it in a way that is very feel very safe to us we're probably yeah. guarding ourselves too much against what the bible's what christ is actually calling us to live like you know going back to what i was saying about the selfishness thing and i believe a question is coming on instagram so let's get to that question let's hear yes, it. yes it has the question is how do we strive for excellence without ambition becoming that is a great question because you kind of do, uh, do we need to repeat it? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll repeat. How do we strive for excellence without going into selfish amb- ambition? Um, so, I guess we were talking about that a minute Good ago. Of you're saying, yeah, you want it. It's not wrong to be ambitious, but there's kind of be a fine line between sort of excellence and perfectionism. And how do we how do we know? And you know, does that that person need to be constantly checking their motive and checking themselves uh, that can be a quite a wearying thing like how, how do we how do we do that i think doing it i think you do need to constantly checking yourself mm. they're constantly asking questions and let other people ask you questions as well yeah. and so not in a wearying way but in a trusting way my god I, I want with what you've given me and what's in front of me i want to do excellence is a funny word isn't it but i want to do things well yeah. and um you know and, and i want to have you know we often talk about prayer. You don't want things that are impossible. We don't want things that we can just do in our own, uh, own power. Mm-hmm. We want something greater. And so there's a sense of trusting God and going for something even better. Um, so I think going, going, going for that, but doing it restfully, but, but resting in God. But I think constantly asking questions. I would love the prayer exam at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I go, what today, my heart, which doesn't doesn't match up with with mm. what you want. You know, where have my desires overtaken what you actually want? And I think that's yeah. the way to do that. I think I think that's the you know that's wisdom and ambition. I think that's the same with the words as well. It's these are things. You now James is mentioning them, and you know, and because there's something that believers have to deal with all the time. He's writing to believers who have to you know have to wrestle with wisdom, have to wrestle with their tongue. It's not something you get sorted and then move on to the next thing. It's these are the yeah. daily things, and same with ambition. You know, it's our work, it's our life, it's our you know whatever it is. Yeah, mm. I think yeah, I think also what I would say is that our motives are mixed a lot of the time, aren't they? I think mm. you mentioned that this before. I think what I find, you know, you, you t- so take even Sunday, even preaching, you know, preaching and you're, you're up there and you're speaking to people and you're in your preparation, that sort of thing. You want to do it well. I know in me there is a mixed motive. I want to do it well to serve people. And there's a part of me that wants to do it well so that people see that I've done it well. Mm. And in one sense, I can quite escape from, from that um, com- completely and in and in part of it is like well um you know should i just not do it then if, if there's a part of me that's like oh you're just wanting to do this well so people think you're good at preaching or whatever um 
But I, I think for me, that's part of what it is faith. It's like, God, I know my motives are not completely 100% on this. I know my heart is not pure completely on this, but I'm, I'm just going to offer it to you and God, God help me, but I'm still going to do it. And I think probably that relates back to what we were saying with the ambition thing and with the Christian attitude. I probably think, maybe this is a bit controversial, there's more of a danger of Christians not doing something, not saying what should be said, not serving and loving and pushing out of the comfort zone because they, oh, I, I might do it with the wrong motive. Is that, I think God can deal with our motives as we're doing, <laughs> as we're doing as well. So I think... I think if it's if it's a case of well you know you want to do something for Jesus but you're worried that your motive might not quite be right I would say yeah you should reflect on that you should mm. pray about that you should you know say sorry to Jesus about that um, but I think also we've got to watch out that the enemy wants to get in and says no you're only going to do it for yourself and there's part of that that's not true that's a mm. lie but that we can easily believe that yeah. I don't know if you mm. believe what I said uh, <laughs> I'm going to say. Um, yeah. I, I think I just have the opposite issue, and so I think I'd say I think yes, absolutely. There's people, some people listening who are going to need to hear. Hey, right now that's a reason to hold back. There's plenty of people I need to hold back more. Actually, I need to stop and assess my motives better <clears> before <throat> I go for something, and probably do less. And you know, there's there's other things. I, th- I think I think some and some, and I think okay. maybe when it comes to being ambitious for God, I think maybe you're right. But there's probably area, other areas in life where people. They probably just need to tone that down. They actually, mm. God, was he actually want me to do? And do. Yeah. The thing is, God. I don't know if I've articulated that well. You're, yeah, you're, yeah, no, 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 sorry. That makes sense. Go okay. on, Chris. Um, well, God knows us. You know, and when Jesus, a man came to him and said, I believe, help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's the same, isn't it? It's the yeah. same kind of thing. You know, it's like, help my selfish ambition. I want to be ambitious for you. Mm. And God is so much bigger than us and able to use us in whatever way he wants to. So it shouldn't hold us back. But I think there's that verse about um, doing all you do to the glory of God. And I think that that's, you know, whenever I do anything, one of the things I sort of pray about is I really do want to do this for you. And I think that, you know, it's... And I'm not perfect. I don't do that all the time. I know I don't. But I think it's having like these little check phrases that just help us to mm-hmm. just stop and think. Yeah. I think mm. so often we're mm. just on autopilot. Mm. But we need to stop and think. Stop and think before you speak. Yeah. Stop yeah. and think. Is this the right track? Is this glorifying to God? Mm. Is it going to mm. please him? Mm. Is it going to serve others? Because so often we do things to serve ourselves yeah. if if we're tr- really uh, honest about that. Yeah, yeah and I, I think we're, we're, we're doing things. I think, uh, you know, I think just knowing ourselves, listening to ourselves, yeah. you know, there's a lot, a lot of pattern of like, how well am I going to do in this? Or when, you know, for things like preaching, you know, coming off your, you know, anything like this, you come away thinking, how well have I did? If there's a lot of that going around your head, mm. think, okay, God, this clearly is more about me than you. And just mm. be able to stop and say, hey, let this not be about you, me. Use my words, despite my mixed motives. It's, it's those kinds yes. of things, or whatever it is, you know, just to slow down enough to say, okay, I acknowledge there's something going on here that's that's me, and it needs to be less me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I find that my prep. I mean, if I start thinking, what's Matt going to think of this particular point? No, I definitely go there. You know, that kind of thing. Thinking, you know, think no, no, that's not my main goal yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like Jesus, what do you think about this, and how is this going to help people? But yeah. that's why yeah. I might go there. It's like it's not not accepting that I might be a bit like that. It's like well, there is some acceptance, but it's more saying, go that's a moment to check, check it again. Let me throw in another practical question that I think is relevant to this a slight, on a slightly different one. Chris, you were talking there a little bit about when we speak, 
checking our motives checking uh, having that sort of safeguards in place and that sort of thing yeah um and we've been talking about wisdom we talk about speech and that sort of thing social media is all around us for a christian though is that something you should be engaged in or yes or no if so if so how because that's probably an area that people some people are quick to speak some people don't want anything to do with it because they know it's like the, the talk often on social media can be unhelpful and that mm. sort of thing how do we how do we navigate that as 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 a christian should christians use social media i'm talking about you know facebook instagram that we obviously use on instagram right now so that helps to no questions. don't use it shut it down <laughs> unless you're preaching about the bible how should we do it is is it a good thing for Christians to be involved in social media or should we just I is a radical option just being like well there's so much bad talk on there and there's so much destructive stuff that you're just going to stay away from it completely what do you think I think you've got to apply the same verses and principles we talk about in face to face speech with social media in reality yeah. I think where it talks about where there's lots of words there's more sin I think the more you're on it the more you're posting the more you know and particularly interacting around things with other people the more likely you're going to get yourself in trouble and obviously the obvious thing with social media you, you lose a lot of nuance uh, there's lots of it's very sound biting that kind of stuff obviously it's quite polemic all that kind of stuff. so you've got to just be you've got to, there's just loads more wisdom that's needed I mean, mm. with social media I think doesn't mean it's totally wrong doesn't it bad I, I get I get it when people are like I just don't go near it I do get that um, mm. I personally have a kind of try, try and just I think over the years I've used it less and less mm. and less and I'm much clear, more clear about why I use it yeah. and those, those kinds of things yeah. But I think when you take these words, you know, it's not just about our tongue, it's about our thumbs, you know, and that, those things are out there too. Mm. And I think that people often mistake um, what what it is for, um, it's not an intimate conversation with one other person, okay. it's public. Yeah. And there are things that we would say in public, and there are things that we would say one-to-one. And I think where a lot of the problem comes is where people confuse those things on... on um, Particularly, I, I, I'm on Twitter and I see a lot of arguments and nitpicking over just small things and, and, and accusing people of all sorts of things. And I think, you know, it, it's not a godly way to behave with people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and this is amongst Christians primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they just forget that, you know, there is a time and a place for saying certain things and you have to get the right place. Mm. Yeah, I think... Um yeah, getting caught up in just stuff like that doesn't that help. Uh, one, one of the one of the verses I just love in the Bible, Philippians four, it says, "Let your gentleness yeah. be evident to all." It's basically my life verse because <laughs> I'm twenty years into trying to apply it and still mm-hmm. grappling with it. In, in other, another uh, translation is, "Let your reasonableness mm-hmm. be evident to all." And uh, I think if you can just apply that in all your speech, always mm-hmm. just seasoned with grace, humility, mm-hmm. gentleness, reasonableness, you, you can't go far wrong with that. Yeah. If that's that's your motivation. So I think mm-hmm. there's that in terms of the sin of words. I think when it comes to, I think obviously so mentioning social media and selfish ambition, so much of it just just promotion, yeah. like presenting your best life. Work. So again, just looking yeah. at those motives. I want to share with people things that are special in my life. I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think there's, you know, if I meet up with friends, I tell them about lovely things that happened that week. And I think, mm. you know, Instagram or whatever, you know, platform you're on, some of that is actually, that's, that's fun and good. But as long as your motivation is not like I'm trying to airbrush my life, mm-hmm. you know, when that stuff starts, ha- yeah. starts happening, you're a bit like, oh, what's going on there? Yeah. yeah. Well, there it is. Be careful how you post. Be careful how you gif. Do it all for the glory of Jesus. <laughs> Maybe that's the note we should end on today. Sounds good. Any other final 
bits of wisdom? Or should we just say, thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week as we continue into James chapter 4 next week. Thanks for being here. Thanks for watching and listening. See you soon. Bye. Bye.